else and this sounds familiar it should chris that's also the opening to a podcast called laser time podcast oh we do that one yes we do that one but, but this is a different one this is a different this is vg empire uh, uh an idea that i started uh this is brett elston by the way Chris and with me is Chris Antista and, and Tyler Wilde. VG Empire. I see what you did there. Yes, huh? VGM standing for video game is that music. Empire like flame? No, like empire. Uh, like like the like New York City. I'm gonna have to say do the flame. All right, just whatever. To make you it like. more confusing and difficult to find in a URL and to prolong this as much as we can. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but the point of this podcast is kind of similar to what I did back at Games Radar, which was the game music of the day, which quickly after about a year became game music of the month, and then game music of whenever possible. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. And I'm a big, as a big proponent and fan of game music that used to make open air recordings holding up a tape recorder to my uh, <laughs> whoops. your ringtone, which is also a game. Uh, doom sound effects sound. is my text message noise. So I'll just mm. put that away. Just a game music fan for life, and uh, really harken back to the days of NES and SNES, Genesis. Even PS1 and 64 yeah. music. I want to just share as much as I can. You sent me some PS1 music one time that blew my mind. It's, and I played those games and like... I, that, There's, loaded? Loaded? You sent loaded me the loaded great. soundtrack? Like, uh, all this music, it, it'll, it'll tick different boxes for different people. Mm-hmm. Chiptune stuff, obviously NES Game Boy era. That has a sound to it. Super NES has its own sound. And over the time, I hope you'll be able to discern, as I can, when you hear a Genesis or Mega Drive song, you go, that's Genesis. Yeah. That's Super Nintendo. That's even, you can dictate... That's an N64 game. You can just tell. Mm-hmm. Um, what brought us in was Silver Surfer uh, from the NES. Oh, our secret's out. Secret's out. Um, but the bit with the first episode, because it's hard to decide what should be the first. Yeah, we're what just, game, what you're, game you're do you You're recording do? at Laser Time Studios, but this yes. is very much your show. Yes. We probably won't be on all the time. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it may just be me talking. And let me know on VGEmpire.com, yeah. like comments, uh, if you want shows to be longer, shorter, more talking, less talking, more analysis or not. Um, we do need to talk a little bit because technically other people do own all this music. So I yes. do have to contextualize it, talk about it, and just share it. And try to, if I can, point you to a legit way to purchase it. Um, most of these you can't. Yeah, so good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tim Fallon is the composer for that Ooh. Silver Surfer song. And he's kind of a, if you know the NES music circle, Tim Fallon did a lot of amazing stuff mm-hmm. for NES and Super NES. And his brother Jeff, who we'll hear from a little bit later. But I wanted this first episode to just be all about Tim Fallon. Um, he doesn't really make game music anymore. Uh, he kind of got out of the scene. I think Echo the Dolphin for Dreamcast was his last really? big, big game. I won't get that far to that, but I wanted to kick off. We just started with Silver Surfer. We'll now go into a little bit more. Ooh. One more Silver Surfer, and then I want to go into a song from Treasure Master, an NES game <laughs> that had a contest associated with it where you could win like a million bucks. Um, and he actually used uh, sampled the opening of Starsky and Hutch, which he would later write the music for the video game version of Starsky and Hutch, what? like based off when the movie came out. The who was in that movie? Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, sure. and Will Ferrell. That sounds right. Vince Vaughn. Keep them coming. Pat Oswalt. Keep them coming. They're all probably right. all in. <laughs> no. uh, that game came out around that time, and it wasn't based on the movie, but it's just weird. He Treasure Master sampled that, and then he ended up actually getting to score. He's a fan of seventies funk stuff, mm-hmm. which we'll hear from a little bit later. But so, next up is more Silver Surfer from NES, and then one song from Treasure Master, and we'll be back.
that was uh, a Treasure Dude. Master and the Silver Surfer. That Silver Surfer song, like whatever instrument it was using, was like the Mariah Carey of eight bit <laughs> eight bit noises. Like I don't know if I've, I've heard anybody hit that kind of octave, right? Yeah, like he, he has else. he has a distinct sound that whenever you hear a Tim Fallen NES song, you go, "That's Tim Fallen." And when I was first discovering all this stuff, when I was my friend and I, uh, Creative Assassin, mm-hmm. he was all over Talk Radar and Games Radar stuff. But like Josh and I, we would record all this music like off of one off of air and two before mp3s we would hook up a cassette player through the nes through a stereo and record all this stuff ourselves and so over the years we would we would find like man this song this game's awesome that game's awesome that game's awesome these all sound similar is this the same guy or something and then we'd look in the credits like t fallen or tim f like tim fallen timothy fallen like wow this is the same guy and much like when you find out that simpsons episode the 13 episodes you love the most are all from john schwarzwelder or however you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this one guy is like really responsible for the a ton of stuff that I like specifically. Um, so that's kind of why this whole episode is kind of my basis for enjoying NES music came from. Not just like Mario, Zelda, typical stuff, Mega Man, Castlevania, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. finding this guy who was like, took it to another level. No, it's ridiculous. Um, and then after that was Treasure Master. Um, now that the NES block's kind of done, I want to go into a few... Super NES songs. No. Because he did continue on to that, and his brother Jeff Ballin mm-hmm. contributed as well to the next songs are Plock, which the mm. entire soundtrack, and one day it'll have an episode that's just Plock. Most of these games will have episodes that are you just... You've personal have been really nice to everybody ever involved in Plock. And yes, all, I listen all to this of... Plock song all the time yeah. on and, my iPhone. I have it. The weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest thing is, yeah, when so I mentioned good. Plock, we did the top 25 best Super NES games on Radar. Right before I left to uh, go to Capcom, they... Uh, the creators of Plock messaged me and were like, dude, thank you. And I'm like, you're, what? Like, you're around and you're still holding the, waving the Plock flag around? Like, that was amazing to me. So I messaged back. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, this game, when I got birthday money in 1993, it was get Secret of Mana or get Plock. I got Plock. Like, and you don't regret it? For well, a I ended up getting Secret of Mana. I got Secret of Mana later. Mm-hmm. Um, but right away, I got Plock. I, probably a mistake in hindsight, but the music for both is very good. Uh, so we'll do Plock, we'll do Rock and Roll Racing, which mm. are all licensed. all licensed songs, but they're all like classic rock songs, mm-hmm. uh, but Tim Fallon handled the arrangement of them. Okay. Um, and then we'll end up the uh, Super NES segment with Spider-Man and the X-Men, uh, Arcade's Revenge, which is just another like very funky Tim Fallon's like, love of that style of music comes through. Uh, every song in that is amazing, but we'll just pick one just to give you a taste, and then we'll come back. So here's Plock. Rock and Roll Racing, Spider-Man and the X-Men.
So there you go. All three, all three of those songs are like seven minutes long, and mm-hmm. Tim, 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 and Jeff, both of them fallen, uh, really just got to cut loose on a thing they couldn't really do on the NES. And, dun dun. Yes, that's Cyclops. Mm-hmm. So Spider Man and the X Men. They each, every character, Gambit, Storm, Spider Man, Wolverine, and Cyclops, and that was Cyclops's music. They all got like minutes long. Like the Gambit one is eight minutes long, and granted they mm-hmm. loop, so it's more like four minutes that loops again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that music is insane, and you can make Cyclops dance to that music. He has a kick. It's like if you push the X or A button, he does this kick. That's more like a, a dance line kick. And I would have him kick like to like the, the Rockettes. Yes, like uh. I'd have him kick to the beat of the music, which that entertained me endlessly. Um, rock and roll <laughs> racing, which, yeah, is the Black Sabbath and tons of other classic it's rock. The, it's got the Rock Band 1 intro on there. Yeah. It's got some old blues, what some of these bands are, but they were all licensed bands. There's like four or five licensed yeah. tracks in rock and roll and racing. And that's, again, that's from Blizzard, who pre, Blizzard. Uh, pre-WoW, pre-Warcraft yeah. even, I think. I'm not sure when the first Warcraft making one, Making another great game, one of my favorite genres, the isometric racing, isometric racing, game. racing game. Which gone away. <laughs> Which uh, was predated. They had one test game called RPM, which RPM? was called Radical Psycho Machines. Yes. It's the exact same game, yes. only the, then they got a license and put like aliens and monsters Maybe in they it. They tried to write a whole feature on isometric racing games. It's... it's RC so Pro M and Cobra Triangle. Cobra no, Triangle. once you once you master them, like it's they're so you can't fun. see they're in so front deep. of you. They're fun. They're fun. But that's, not really, fun. that's not really the point. Racing isn't the point. It's about shooting what's in front of you. Yeah, that's right. And then also uh, in there was Plock, which that was the acrylic song, ah. which again is like a seven minute long. Like, and the the thing about that is that level is so big that it takes the full seven minutes. Like you'll hear that song two or three times before you get to the end of the level. Plock is mm-hmm. it's a hard and pretty much cheap game. It really just is unfairly difficult. But if you commit to it, in almost a Dark Souls style of, no, I will finish this, only the difference is you have to go back to the beginning of the game mm-hmm. uh, and start all over, there's a lot of reward there. And it, I mean, you have that same sense of accomplishment when you finally do beat it. You love um, talk way too much. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> it's, it's an anomalous feeling. Uh, it's also the sound that um, Ramona's fourth boyfriend or girlfriend makes mm. when she hits the snow in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Pluck! I don't it just, Oh, yeah, it does it say Pluck. Yes. Plock. That, and I take you were that very as, proud of me when I said, like, here's another video game reference. You ready? Pluck. Pluck. And I kind of probably did a backflip or something. Like, it, you can't prove it, but like, you'd like... Who there else? were so many other references in there yes. that might as well have been a game reference. Um, Lock. So that's the Super NES segment. Again, this is only like scratching the surface of this stuff. So I wanted to go in and kind of taking us out for this first episode. Mm. So let us know if this is too short, too long. This we're talking easy. too much. Another batch of NES songs from Target Renegade, Incredible Crash Dummies, and Solstice, which is the Solstice song was oh like, I, I pretty much, when someone first listened to like Yes or Rush, <laughs> and had this like, and had like their whole life be questioned in front of their eyes, and like oh, the everything. world oh. melted away, you yes. disappeared oh, really, into a black hole. And the Solstice song yeah, in the intro, really. that was my Yes album mm-hmm. or Rush. Like the trees are talking, and, and the, that music in Incredible Crash Dummies. Like I hate seeing a licensed game that doesn't deserve something yes, like like music of this caliber. It's really strange. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll do that. Uh, these three songs: Target, Renegade, Crash Dummies, Solstice, and we'll be right back.
So, yes. I love that stuff because it... I'm not... I, okay, I don't know a lot about a classical music, but when you, when you see like some Beethoven practicing, <laughs> and in, one, in one hand is laying a melody and the other hand is going absolutely nuts on the other side. Yeah. The, like there's a lot of that. It just feels like... It feels like somebody... Uh, a, like a Tommy gun filled with lasers and just like <laughs> creating that... Yeah, like, and Tim Fallon has gone on record like talking about writing for computers versus writing for instruments and just that mm-hmm. like he doesn't want to get, he doesn't want to think about it too much. He just wants to like make it. So I really get that sense of, that same sense of like bands like Rush and stuff mm-hmm. that are just like, oh, just play a nine minute song and feel <laughs> what happens. Like I get that out of Tim Fallon's music and it, it's really a... Uh, that Solstice intro, when it starts with that very modest, mm. and I'm like, yeah, 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 push start, push start. I should put, and then, like, everything in my my whole life, the walls blow out. It's a Magnavox commercial, and, and a TDK commercial, even. TDK oh man. Um, so that's kind of the first episode. Just Tim Fallen, NES, SNES music in general, and his brother Jeff, who's equally good. G E O F F. Is this our last segment? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. the Toys R Us director. Like Jeffrey. Well, director. how did he get out of the industry? Like, what, uh, what did he leave for? He ended up leaving. Because he definitely left, right? He kind of, like, around 2005, I think it was, he just kind of, like, said, yeah, it's, well, one, being a games music maker mm-hmm. is not a lucrative career. I see you, him mentioning here, you said he did the Start, Starsky and Hutch game, mm-hmm. which for him was three years in development, which, which tied him up for three years in a single project and their single, I single would salary. I so. I mean, I don't know that much about that particular. Just, like, that was when I was like, I don't want to listen to '70s Starsky and Hutch music. But mm-hmm. Echo the Dolphin, I know was he was the first time for a game. I think he could use um, like sampled instruments. Ah. And but before NES, he was big mm-hmm. on the Commodore 64, which has a great the, ZX Spectrum. the Sid sound chip and Rob Hubbard and all those people. Like we'll get into that later. Love um, Hubbard. Hubbard is amazing. Not Elron Hubbard. Not Elron no, Hubbard, but Rob, Rob Hubbard. Hubbard. And then I actually found if you want to more for more reading. Um, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, getting a phone call from Mike Grimm, who wants to come hang out. Oh, really? Uh, if you look on YouTube, and I'll link this in the article on VGEmpire.com, uh, The Making of Solstice actually has a YouTube video. Oh. And it actually has an interview with a bunch of people in creaky chairs and being very boring. Uh, but here's Tim Fallon actually talking about, and hopefully this is loud enough to when pick up. Made but this is Tim Fallon actually probably back in like 1990. He wasn't 70 when he made <laughs> Solstice. He <laughs> just said they were in creaking chairs. Oh, okay. They are. It's it's the kind of thing like you guys ever been on They're camera? They're in nursing homes <laughs> talking about Solstice. Uh, so this is an old video. Hopefully this comes up. But this is Tim Fallon talking about uh, Solstice. And then it goes into more music from. So, he Man, just he those decided guys were not mic'd at all in that interview. No, they weren't. It's like pointing at a one video camera with. Yeah. So, um, but him talking of just being very inspiring, and he mentioned specifically the title sequence. So I love knowing awesome. that even he was like, "This is really good." Awesome. I know I wrote it, but tip. Let me toot my own horn for a second. So taking us out of this first episode, and again, any comments, criticisms, let me know. And if you... Brett, no. Brett, no. Brett, no. Not me. Yes, me. <laughs> not Brett. Tyler. Brett. Not Tyler, not Chris. Brett, no. Brett. Let Brett know. Uh, taking us out is an overclocked remix, which is, again, those guys, awesome. Uh, Larry Oji, super cool guy. David Lloyd as well. Uh, both of those guys. Overclocked remix. Harold Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, all great All too. the Lloyds, good stuff. Fantastic. The Lloyd from the episode of Alf where the guy sure. pronounced, he pronounced both L's. No one will remember that, I guarantee you. Lloyd. Lloyd. Mo, mo, mo. Taking us out will be this Solstice intro, but it's it's 
done with guitars, <laughs> and it's insane. From OC Remix? Uh, OC Remix, and also, uh, it might, it, it's OC Remix, but I also would like to give a shout-out to Dwelling of Duels, mm. D.O.D., mm. Uh, has a bunch of contests every month. I don't know if they're still going on because I haven't looked lately, but that site, if you love shredding guitar mm-hmm. or just love guitar in general and what and have people how people uh just mess with it and just see what they can get out of out of an instrument. Dwelling of Duels, DOD, uh they'll have monthly contests like make a super rocking Chippendale Rescue Rangers mix. Ooh. Make a Wizards and Warriors mix. And they have contests and then they have winners. So you just look mm-hmm. at the top three every month and you're like your your reality will distort mm-hmm. and uh, so this is a great version of Solstice. I'm not sure where it actually originated between those two, but uh, either way, it's awesome. And uh, we'll see you again for another episode. BGEmpire.com. Thank you, guys.